Hi everyone, I'm Juliette and welcome back to Love Stories Radio. This is a podcast where we answer all your wedding questions, those that you sent us and those that you didn't. If you're listening to this podcast, I have a hunch you're here because you're planning your wedding or you're in a wedding and you want to know the answers to the questions that everyone else is thinking or maybe that you haven't even thought of yet. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to give a few pointers on other episodes to listen to if you're new here. Episode 9 is our most listened to show, so that's a good place to start. We discuss what to do if you don't love your engagement ring. Yikes. Episode 27 is another popular one where we talk about the best thing to wear under your wedding dress. If you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com, DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv, or pose it in our Slack group for brides and wedding pros, which you can join at bit.ly slash lstvslack. But it doesn't stop there. Watching real weddings on lovestoriestv.com is the best and the most fun way to plan your wedding. Search and filter tens of thousands of real wedding videos to find the ideas, products, and pros you need for your wedding. Already know your venue? Watch videos of real weddings that happen there to learn about and research other pros who have worked at that same location. Are you comparing two wedding planners? Watch videos of real weddings they planned to get a sense of their work. Need vow inspiration? We got that too. Watching real wedding videos are literally the best way to get ideas for your own speeches, vows, and toasts. If you can't find what you're looking for on lovestoriestv.com, get in touch with us. Send us an email at questions at lovestoriestv.com with your ask, and we'll guide you to the best videographers, florists, cake makers, planners, hashtag creators, you name it, we got it. Welcome to the show, Sam. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. So for our listeners, Samantha Dong is the founder and CEO of Ally Shoes. They're an innovative fashion brand that are creating uncompromising heels for women. And we had the pleasure of having them at one of our recent Love Stories IRL events. And they are the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. So oh, congratulations thanks there. Thanks for saying that. I'm so <laughs> glad. So I'm so curious what prompted you to start Ally Shoes. I'm guessing it was sort of like a personal reason. Um, but I'd love to hear your story and kind of how you got started and, and what differentiates Ally Shoes. Yeah. So um, it definitely came from a personal pain point, uh, quite literally. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to wear heels all the time as a management consultant uh, to work and travel with them. And I was never able to find a pair of heels that are both stylish and comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the trigger really came when I went on a hiking trip uh, with a few friends to Mount Kilimanjaro, uh, injured my toes and just couldn't wear heels anymore after pain, uh, without pain after that. Yeah. Um, so it really uh, prompted me into asking, you know, why do heels have to hurt in the first place? It just mm-hmm. doesn't seem right. Uh, so I decided to look into it and uh, was fortunate enough to find Dr. Clark, who's a pediatric surgeon um, mm. who treats a lot of professional women um, with foot problems because they have been wearing heels that don't yeah. fit or are bad for them. Um, and and our designer, Sarah Jaramillo, uh, came from um, designing for brands like Aquazura, Easy, mm-hmm. and Adidas. So she also has a lot of experience 
both with dress shoemaking uh, and and sneakers. And uh, the three of us got together and the rest of us history. Oh God, I love that. Also, it's just so crazy that, you know, shoes are giving us injuries as women. I mean, that's crazy. And the fact that you're able to work with, you know, a actual podiatric surgeon is just amazing. And I think shows, you know, the dedication to comfort. It doesn't have to hurt you ladies. <laughs> exactly. And a lot of the um, geniuses that was put in, uh, Dr. Clark actually um, made sure to fix, fix weight distribution in heels because mm -hmm. usually we put most of our body weight in the front. And yeah. that's why after a while, the ball of your feet always hurt the most. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, so she actually put in strategic cushioning. So we're pulling your weight back. So you're actually resting more on your arch um, in the back of your foot. So you feel more stable um, and it doesn't injure your feet. And I mean, we always talk about, we get questions all the time and I'll get into some later um, from our audience of Real Brides. But people are, are on their wedding day, they're going to be dancing, they're going to be moving around and mm -hmm. comfort is so important. So have you found that since starting your company that bridal has been, uh, you know, a market for you where you're trying to work with brides who are seeking that like comfortable but stylish heel for their wedding? Yeah, so uh, we actually started by uh, offering heels for, for, for professional women for their work day. And mm -hmm. um, when I got married, my first wedding celebration was uh, December 2018. And I myself couldn't find a pair of, you know, simple white heels that I could wear all day. And mm -hmm. as I was complaining, I had uh, a few friends who were also, you know, planning their wedding or had friends planning their wedding, uh, saying the same thing. So uh, it just became so obvious that mm -hmm. we should create a bridal line. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So I know that you had two weddings, which is mm -hmm. just amazing. Can you tell us more about them and how you decided to have two instead of one? Yeah, so uh, we, you know, my husband and I, we're pretty practical and lazy people. Uh, <laughs> we don't, we didn't want to plan for a big wedding um, or to pay for it. Um, so we decided initially we were just going to be doing a civil ceremony, um, but uh, both of us also really wanted to get married at uh, Stanford Memorial Church, um, mm -hmm. and so. You know, we found out there's an opening uh, and a lot of our close friends and families are in the Bay Area. So we just decided to throw something together just for 40 people um, oh, wow. doing it pretty simple. Uh, and I figured I planned trips for 30 something people in the past. I can do this on my own without mm -hmm. uh, any help. Uh, so that's how we decided to do the simple one. Yeah. But my parents... Uh, being Chinese parents or like, no way you have to do a quote unquote proper wedding. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we compromised and said, okay, let's let us do our small one first. And then yeah. um, we can do a bigger one back in Shanghai and um, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want. And we will, we will be there. That's amazing. Did you like the idea of having two weddings or was it stressful for you? Um, it wasn't stressful, actually. Uh, I think having, you know, knowing that we we will have a bigger wedding down the road makes mm -hmm. the first one less stressful. Um, yeah. 
you know, because we couldn't invite a lot of people, but we knew that, uh, you know, down the road, we will have a bigger party um, mm -hmm. for everyone to attend. Uh, and it just also takes the stress off the first one, because it's almost like our trial run, uh, if you will. Exactly. I was just thinking that. <laughs> so in the world of weddings, a lot of brides say that they, once they get married, they've graduated mm -hmm. as a bride. So and they often tend to pass on some advice to other brides who are planning their wedding. So what is the biggest thing that surprised you about your wedding planning process for better or for worse? And if you had to do one thing differently, what would you do? Yeah, so I would say I didn't realize how much work there is on the day off. Um, especially for the smaller wedding, I didn't uh, hire any help. So it was just myself. Mm -hmm. And I had exactly one bridesmaids. Um, mm -hmm. So and I thought, you know, just 40 people. Um, we don't yeah. have a lot. And like you said, on. you you planned events before, so you probably were, you yeah. know, like, I can, I can manage <laughs> Yeah, but I totally <laughs> underestimated how many small details there was on the day of. Yeah. And as a bride uh, myself, I was busy, you know, getting ready um, and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to, everyone was calling me as well. So it just became very overwhelming. Uh, and one of my close mm -hmm. friends actually stepped in and um, helped out, which made things a lot easier. But if I had to do it again, I definitely would have hired a day off uh, planner. Yeah, we hear that a lot. I mean, for people, you know, I'm not sure what the average wedding size is, but it's step your wedding is on the smaller side for sure. And I think especially a lot of women who work in events or already or sort of feel like they can manage something like this, like it's a big regret <laughs> that they have to do all the work themselves. Cause you, there's like, like you said, there's so many little details that happen on the day of, and you don't want to be the one who's sort of like delegating while you're getting ready and managing a million other things. So that's a great, great learning. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I want to ask you some questions about um, your weddings and things that you um, bought for the wedding for yourself, things that you gifted other people and things that you bought, um, you know, during the wedding planning process. So the first question is, what's the best thing you gifted someone else for the wedding? This could be for your in-laws, your parents, your husband on the wedding day, someone else special. What's the best thing you've gifted? Uh, aside from shoes for bridesmaids, uh, which mm -hmm. I heard was a huge hit. Uh, we also, yeah. for the Shanghai wedding, we actually gave uh, every guest uh, a pair of glass mugs, uh, if you will, with our uh -huh. names uh, and the date imprinted on it. Um, and in Chinese, it actually... Um, you know, the the pronunciation um, is very similar to uh, for the rest of your life. So it's okay. actually a very cute um, thing to gift to guests. Uh, and it's also yeah. something practical that people can uh, continue using. And what's the best thing you bought for the actual wedding? So this could be decor, event design, anything that, you know, is for the specific wedding itself? Um, I would say for the, uh, for the smaller wedding, a big hit was the red velvet cake. So we Ooh, didn't want good. to do a traditional, you know, layered cake because we couldn't finish it with 40 people. And um, yeah. 
we actually went to a friend's wedding prior where they had these, you know, a sheet of red velvet cake and everybody loved it. So we thought, let's just do that. Um, and it was yeah. delicious. Um, was also very reasonably priced. So Mm -hmm. uh, that was definitely a highlight. And what's the best thing you bought for yourself during the wedding planning process? So this could be, you know, some like self-care moments, like a facial package or soul cycle mm -hmm. classes, or just, you know, a fancy bottle of champagne to celebrate anything that you bought just for you during the wedding. Uh, Spanx. Spanx. So yeah. that was the first time I wore Spanx. But um, wow. I also didn't do any wedding diet. So it just gave me a little bit of um, room and, you know, feel like everything yeah. is there together. I mean, that's like the secret weapon of wedding dresses. <laughs> Thanks. Good, good quality shapewear yes. will really change it. That's wonderful. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump into a really fun part of the show where we have you answer some questions um, that we've rounded up from real brides who are in couples who are planning their wedding. And we source these questions from our Instagram DMs. We get a lot of questions there. Uh, we have people emailing us all the time. And we're also in the secret Facebook groups for brides-to-be where people are asking each other questions. Um, so we've obviously cu curated these to be focused on shoes, comfort, there's also one about having two weddings. So we're excited to get your expert feedback since you are both the founder and CEO of LA Shoes, but also a newlywed. Um, so let's jump into it. Great. Okay. The first question is, I don't normally wear heels. In fact, after college, I actively avoided them, but I feel like I should wear at least a low heel on my wedding day so that I'm not tripping over my dress all day. Any advice? Should I go for the heel or just stick with flats like I usually do and hope I don't fall? Great question. So um, mm -hmm. what I often tell people is wearing, you, you need to feel comfortable uh, on the day of. Mm -hmm. It's your big day. So you should wear whatever makes you feel great. And that means you're comfortable. You feel confident and beautiful at the same time. So if that means heels, by all means, uh, if it's, if you typically wear flats and you feel more yourself wearing flats, you should go for it as well. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, the very practical question of should I wear a heel so I don't trip over my dress? I think it's very important when you get your dress tailored, you decide on what shoes you're going to wear. So um, yeah. so yeah. your tailor can actually make sure, um, you know, your dress length is best fit for whatever uh, footwear you're wearing. Yeah. So, yeah, then that's, um, I think, you know, it, oftentimes wedding is already a very stressful event. Um, but sometimes we forget it's celebration of you and your loved one, and uh, your special yeah. one. So uh, it's all about you. Yeah, exactly. We say that all the time. And you don't want to be thinking like, you're gonna look so beautiful on your wedding day. You don't want to be just thinking about how painful your shoes are mm -hmm. <laughs> when you're in your dress. Um, so do whatever is going to make you comfortable. Yeah, or buy comfortable heels. Yes, exactly. Okay, next question. Why is it so hard to find shoes? They all look the same to me and none are what I want to want or catch my eye. I was even thinking to use my wedding colors, which are navy, orange, and latte browns. How do I figure out what kind of shoe I should be looking for? Help. Yeah, so I would say um, 
I've actually seen a lot of brides starting to get non-traditional colors. So obviously, mm-hmm. you know, a classic white color pump um, is always classic and it's always safe for wedding day. But I've also seen people do navy or blue as kind of your something blue. And yeah. especially if your dress is long enough to kind of cover that, it doesn't look weird. And for photos, you can show it and actually looks really cute. Um, I've also seen mm-hmm. people wear shades of neutrals. So um, both for kind of, you know, the navy and the nudes, those are shoes you can actually wear uh, after the wedding as well, which I'm all for it. So uh, I think yeah. you actually have more options than you think you do. Yeah, I love that. I love seeing a pop of color, like for the shoe, because typically the dresses are covering the shoe anyway. But if exactly. you have like photos or video where you're catching the like a colorful shoe, I think it's such a fun, subtle way to add some personality too. Okay, next question. I'm nervous about getting expensive shoes for my wedding because I feel like I'll never wear them again. How do you suggest I find the ones that I will wear again so this doesn't happen? Yeah, so that's, you know, similar to what I was saying before. I always recommend, uh, if you can, to buy your wedding heels um, in a way that you can rewear them in real life. Uh, And so nudes are always a really great option. Uh, Navy navy is a really great option uh and you know even for our bridal line we made sure to design it in the same silhouette as uh, our pointed toe stiletto pump so uh mm-hmm. you can actually you know wear uh, a beige leather to your wedding day and then wear them to work uh with your suits uh, and that's yeah. totally doable um and i would also say you know, for uh, for heel height, uh, it's actually a win-win if you get something that's uh, not too high. So a three-inch is good for the wedding day because you need to stand and walk in them all day, but it's also good for every day. The three-inch, I feel like that's the inch level that I'm like, okay, I could I could do this. I could walk around New York City yeah, exactly. and be okay. <laughs> yeah, and they still look formal enough and elegant enough. Yeah. Okay, how do you pick your bridesmaid's shoes, or should I not pick them? I'm planning on wearing cowboy boots under my dress, but I don't want to make them all buy boots. However, I still want it to look cohesive. Any advice? Yeah, so for for bridesmaids, I think it depends on the dress length. Uh, Like we said earlier, Mm -hmm. if it's covering the footwear, then it doesn't really matter uh, what kind of shoes people are wearing under their dress, and it will already look pretty cohesive. If it's on the shorter side, then you can pick something, say like a color or uh, a style, so it still has a little bit of cohesiveness uh, without mm-hmm. having to, you know, buy an line for people um, or becoming uh, a brazilla that way. Um, so it, it sort of depends on. Um, sort of how much cohesiveness you, you're you looking for. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I think it's, uh, you. there's a lot of flexibility there. Okay. I'm, I feel like I'm fighting myself when it comes to my wedding shoes. I found gorgeous heels for my April wedding, but I've been having nightmares about falling in them, especially since we're getting married outside, aka I'll be walking in grass. 
I decided to buy wedge sneakers yesterday and they are amazing. I feel silly wearing sneakers on my wedding day. Did any of you wear something alternative to heels? Mm. So that's a tough one because I didn't. Um, but yeah. I think the the fear of sinking or falling on grass is real. So I've been recommending yeah. to people those heel protectors that you can get on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and it avoids, you can put them outside of your stiletto um, and they avoid you from sinking into grass. And it also, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. And it's kind of a genius invention because you can wear like any heel and not worry about, not have nightmares about falling. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and another thing is we're um, we're actually working on a block heel. Um, so that's also a good option for outdoor wedding. I also think like I've seen a lot of people wear both heels and then change into a sneaker. Yeah. It's sort of like a fun, sparkly sneaker. Or, um, you know, I had a friend who got custom Nikes that she and her dad wore like at the reception. So like there's definitely ways to do both. And if you're worried about that for an outdoor wedding, like maybe you wear sort of a fun sneaker and you change into like a nice, comfortable heel after. Um, so I think there's, you know, definitely room to have more than one shoe on your wedding yeah. day. I love the sparkling sneaker idea. That's great. Yeah, me too. Okay, last question. Any advice for someone planning two weddings? What I mean by that is a small intimate ceremony and reception for just family and close friends than a larger ceremony and reception for the masses later on down the road. My fiance and I are extremely close to my grandma, who's almost 94. It's very important to us for her to be there for our wedding in some way, but we won't be able to afford the big party wedding for another two or three years. So we're thinking of doing an intimate family-only ceremony and casual reception on her gorgeous property in Olympia. But will that detract from our bigger wedding later on? Absolutely not. So yeah. I am so glad we decided to do two weddings um, the first one was so special because we were we we were able to have only close friends and family, uh, mm -hmm. and it was very low stress. But then the vibe of the second kind of bigger wedding, we had 250 people, was completely different, uh, yeah. and it was more kind of celebratory. And uh, we were we were able to see people we haven't seen in a long time all over all over the world. Um, so I'm glad we got to have these two experiences and I got emotional on both wedding days. So, yeah. um, it was, you know, I was, I just felt so fortunate that we had, we were able to experience it twice, essentially. I love that. I mean, I had a friend too. She got married. She had a destination wedding in Iceland and she had like a lot of family and so did her husband who weren't able to travel because of age or you know, illness or otherwise. So they did something smaller and more intimate, like where they're from. And then a few months later had this other big wedding, not their wedding wasn't even big, but it was a destination wedding. And I think they really liked the ability to do that, to really like connect with those like important people in their lives and then be able to have this more like celebratory event and, you know, bring their friends and family who could come to a really beautiful part of the world. Um, and it also just kind of extends the fun and celebration yeah. of like this very special time where you're deciding you're going to marry another person. It sort of like allows you to have that momentum continue. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I would say also uh, for our first 
wedding, we, I, I said I didn't want to do custom vows. And so we ended up doing, um, you know, the standard one. But the second time, um, I thought maybe I should do it. Uh, yeah. And I still got very, very emotional, even though we had been technically married for um, six months by mm -hmm. then. Um, but it's just, you know, yeah. I, I think that this kind of ceremonial part um, is still very touching. And totally. yeah, I, I would totally do too if you can. Okay, Sam, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Loved hearing from you. I know I'm dreaming of like so many shoes in my head right now that I want from <laughs> Ally. <laughs> so where can people find Ally Shoes? So uh, you can always go on our website, uh, www.ally.nyc, uh, and you can. We have online fit finders, so it makes it easy for you to figure out your size. We have uh, sizes from size four through twelve in half sizes and three different widths. I just have to say, like I, as a person who has a wider than average foot, once I discovered like what width actually does in sizing shoes it like totally changed my entire perception of shoes I just thought my whole life I was like okay every shoe is just gonna be like a little mm -hmm. tight on me no, <laughs> so I love that you have like you know dedication to really having inclusive sizing in shoes which is yes it's so important so you know, it fits, the shoe should fit you, not the other way around. Yeah, um, so you can, yeah, so people can go online. For everyone in New York, uh, we also have a showroom in Nomad uh, on 29th and Broadway. So you can go on our website and make uh, an in-person fitting with us. So that way you can definitely find your size and also see all the samples uh, and we will make them for you. Amazing. And we also have a special offer for Love Stories TV for our community. So if you get, if you use code LOVE40 at checkout, you can get $40 off a pair of Ally shoes. That's right. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much, Sam, for coming on the podcast. And we will see you soon. Thanks again. Thank you, Juliet. Bye. Bye. Reminder to everyone listening out there, if you have a question you want answered on an upcoming episode, you can email it to questions at lovestoriestv.com. You can DM us on Instagram at lovestoriestv or ask it in our Slack group for brides-to-be and wedding pros, which you can join by going to bit.ly slash lstvslack. And if you have feedback about one of our answers, we definitely want to hear from you. You can share your thoughts and feelings on those same channels. Don't forget to subscribe to Love Stories Radio and leave us a review on iTunes. We love when people say nice things about us. And also, it helps other wedding lovers out there, like you, discover our show. And last but not least, are you a wedding pro? Email loveclub at lovestoriestv.com to get more info about how you can join our partner program, The Love Club. We help wedding pros build their brands and connect with a pipeline of customers on lovestoriestv.com and on our marketing channels, leveraging both the real wedding videos that feature their work and original content. So that's it. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.